0: Hi there, welcome to the Thought Mix and Bowl Podcast, I'm your host Matt Hanna. Every episode I have a different question for you to ponder on, and these come from curious and creative guests, and it's a question that they think is fascinating or important or both, and something that they think most people aren't thinking or talking about. So let this week's guests introduce themselves and then we'll get into a conversation around the question.
1: All right, Uh, my name is Emily Jane Steinberg and I am a visual storyteller and graphic recorder, which means that I make what's happening in a room Whether it's a lecture or a meeting or a planning session or a community organizing discussion um, visible for the participants in the room. So I'm taking the ideas that are in the air and um, giving them a life and a tangibility on the walls. And that also serves as an artifact afterwards to take the conversation out of the room and keep it alive. And uh, currently I'm based in Austin, Texas.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, that's a very unique path that you've kind of picked there, huh? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about that, but the purpose of this podcast is to actually get what's on the artist's mind. So I'm curious what question you came up with that you think is fascinating or important and that you think most people aren't thinking or talking about. And yeah, that's rattling around your brain right now.
1: Well, the question that has been on my brain lately, and I should uh, preface that by saying that I just made the leap from uh, my desk job to fully committing myself to this endeavor in the last two months. Um, so that probably has some bearing on the question. Mm-hmm. Um, but the question that, that I've been rattling around is, am I allowing myself to feel enough joy in this in this work, in this endeavor, or or is there room for more?
0: Yeah, so that's always an interesting question. When something becomes a side thing to your full time thing, so how? So why? Why is that question coming up? Why do you feel like feel like you're not getting enough, or feel like you're missing something? You know,
1: um, I think it's that it's a balance of self imposed pressure and responsibility, and also the freedom that comes with actually finally getting to do what I want. So it's this very intricate dance.
0: Yeah, at play. Yeah, so do you feel like there's something that's you've had the joy sucked out of or you feel like you just haven't discovered something that you think would be better? Like has it been a subtractive or are you looking for an additive thing?
1: Um, I think what it is, is it's really about how much presence of mind I'm I'm carrying throughout the day. So I can easily fill my calendar with what I think I need to do to be quote unquote responsible uh, and and try and hit this this ideal ratio which I don't know what that ratio is but let's say it's it's composed of, of a few factors right there's there's networking um, because I'm an untested vendor to most people they don't know my work um, and then and then part of that is a lot of education because they might not be familiar with this medium and and in that case then I've got to actually prove the value proposition of having a graphic recorder in the room at all. Whereas people who are familiar with it, I can skip that step. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and then there's the, the development of my skill. So time in the studio, either reading, looking at other people's work, studying, watching videos, or just literally drawing on the walls and trying to get better at certain technical aspects of the work. And that's a hard balance, especially in this kind of startup phase, because if I'm not out the door, then there's no business coming in, even if I become the most supreme calligrapher.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, you can you can work on that skill in your and you know in your little studio as much as you want, but if no one else is seeing it, doesn't help. Yeah,
1: exactly. So it's that kind of balance, and and I have to say, my wife is incredibly supportive of me doing this and investing this time and energy in this startup moment. But I also feel the pressure of, well, shoot, I've got to pull my weight. I've got to replace my income stream at, you know, at a minimum, that's the first target is catch back up to what I was bringing home when I was going and sitting at a desk all day. And then, and then beyond that, where do I grow? Um, but the, 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 where am I, am I allowing myself to feel enough joy is, am I actually, taking us time to stop and say hey, I'm finally doing what I really wanted to do and Appreciate that and let that sink in or am I just kind of looking at my calendar that I've made for myself And at the end of the day going I didn't get everything done
0: Right. Have you just traded your your job your desk job mentality over to your artwork now? And like the mentality of why you left the desk job is now in, in this new endeavor it's yeah. like
1: this proving ground of am I really going to be a terrible boss for myself or am I going to do a better job
0: <laughs> yeah. than
1: the organization that I left behind? And I think underneath that kind of the question of enough joy, it's, there's two parts because I've been sort of noodling on this. So one is kindness and the other is responsibility. And that's kind of the balance. And I think… In both of those, there's, a, there's another level of balance, which is between uh, self and other. So I feel responsible to um, my wife in our partnership, but there's also responsibility to myself. And that kindness is also to, to both of us and to myself. If I'm not kind and responsible to myself first, then I won't be able to deliver well I won't bring something in into our house and I won't have clients and work that are coming in that are actually going to infuse our lives positively and and for clients as well that that there's a responsibility to do the best I can for them but how do I define that best is that's not necessarily working myself to death before the gig because I have to practice 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 it's it's showing up at the gig well rested and refreshed and clear-minded and so Making sure that I've done all of those other self care elements meditation, exercise, eating well, sleeping well, all of those things, so that the the kindness and the responsibility to self and other can allow to allow for that joy to actually appreciate what an opportunity it is to strike out and do what I've been wanting to do.
0: Yeah. I've heard this before and I can't I can never remember where I found it, but I heard this, someone say this once and I really liked it. It's like, in order to help others, like you have to fill up your cup first. And once your cup is full, it overflows to the other people. Like, so I like that metaphor too, like you have to take care of yourself and, and that helps you help others. So yeah, that does seem important. So in terms of taking care of yourself and the joy then with, the, with working for yourself now, how are you trying to do, so you said meditation, exercise, are those like the big things? Like what else do you do to try and fill yourself with joy before filling others?
1: Um, I would say those are two of the mainstays that I definitely try to be consistent about, although how consistent varies, right? So it's, it's always this dance. Um, but I think another is balancing the time I spend alone and in social settings, I'm one of those people who desperately needs my alone time, but I also really, really feed off of the energy of of others. And uh, and so I noticed one of the most striking things after uh, leaving my day job was how lonely I felt. I was so thrilled, like, oh, my gosh, I've got the studio. I'm putting paper on the walls. I've got all my markers out all the time instead of kind of hidden in a box in a desk drawer. And I'm actually doing what I what I want, and I'm getting better at it, and I'm talking about it. But if I'm home alone, then at the end of the day, I realize, oh, my gosh, I don't feel so good. And so there's been uh, a balance of almost seeing how can I use the networking that I need to do to fuel me personally and not look at it as this task like I've got to go out and impress so many people or turn a lead into a job but when I go out to an event I think well can I meet somebody just have one great conversation um, that's personally fulfilling and inspiring for us both hopefully and if that turns into something great but just assume as a baseline that that was the person that I was meant to go and meet there. So taking the things that could be uh, contrived as a pressure, like networking and mm-hmm. getting leads and turn them into something that's actually part of what I need to feel fulfilled and balanced instead.
0: Right, yeah. Especially like you said, like trying to find just that one because with networking when you're your own boss, it can be feel like, oh, I need to find 500 people like in the next week. It's <laughs> just like finding the one person that's a good match is more important than, than numbers, quality over quantities. So- you know mm-hmm. yeah and actually i left my my desk job a couple of years ago so i i've been through this too and uh i this project actually kind of came out of that needing to talk to other people during the day uh so <laughs> <laughs> this is that's that's kind of how this project came about so i understand that need and it's it is tough like when you're when you're working around people every day in a, in a normal job and then you get home and yeah you have that like initial like is great I can do whatever i want all the time it's like hmm, people are nice sometimes, huh?
1: (laughs) And then you start going, oh, hey, let's have happy hour, let's have lunch. And then they cancel on you and you realize that you were kind of pinning your happiness quotient for the day on that happy hour happening. And it's no fault of theirs or yours that it didn't work out, but then you go, okay, something I've got to do a little bit more than just wait for happy hour to come around to get the social engagement that I need. And so it's, it's, it's finding more more opportunities to talk to people whether it's specifically about my visual storytelling practice or anything else just make sure that I get out of the house on the days that I'm not on 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 a job
0: yeah yeah so then and then in terms of tying that joy into your work so you said that you you're tying it into the networking then also I found myself still struggling but definitely at first too of that whole needing to make money make ends meet at first and then being like, wait, I left my job because I had these certain values that I wanted to set out on my own. So are you trying to make sure that you have joy with the people that you're working with? Because like, that's another thing I struggled with, too, at first was like, all right, just get anybody rather than finding people that brings joy to me to be working with. You know, that's another big struggle.
1: Absolutely. Um I look I've been I would say incredibly lucky so far that all the folks I've worked with have been great. I mean, I think that's part because like attracts like. I haven't turned any work down yet. I don't feel like I'm quite in a position to do that just yet, although I aspire to that to that position absolutely. Um but uh, but there hasn't been anything that I've that I've taken that I felt uncomfortable with in terms of in terms of the people, maybe in terms of the, the pay rate, yes <laughs> uh, but I kind of think that you need to take a couple on the chin when you get going, I mean some people would say never work for free and and getting quote unquote exposure is never worth working for free but um, I lined up a gig next week where I'm going to be doing a pro bono recording for an hour at a luncheon because it's a bunch of, it's a community it's a networking event of women communicators and so that's a crowd of, of more senior Senior professionals and business owners who should all understand the value of what I'm doing. So it's worth it to me to donate that hour because I could get some really good leads out of that room and it'll all be women business owners, which is a great niche. So I, that's been good. But but I think another piece of it is that I, I've been specifically trying to look for leads in areas of work that resonate. So one of the things I did um, just this last month was um, several keynote recordings at South by Southwest eco. So everyone that's there has got some kind of a consciousness around sustainability and natural resources and alternative energy and social justice and how environmentalism and social justice need to and sometimes don't, but are starting to intersect and so if any of that turns into business, which a lot of discussions are still ongoing, it's kind of a shoe in that they'll be, a, they'll be a good client and partner to have because I know that the business that they're doing has is, is got values that I can relate to.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like you got that, that part figured out because some people do just do the you know, um, shotgun approach of just spreading it everywhere. But if you look in the areas that you already love you're more likely to be happier down the road as you get deeper. Yeah.
1: Exactly. I mean a lot of folks when they they hear what I'm what I've started doing, they say, Oh, you should get in touch with the convention center. You should talk to all these event planners. You should get yourself on the list in all of the hotels with great conference centers. And I go, Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna take that approach. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. the suck the joy right out kind of approach for me. So I just have to recognize that and go, No, thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it sounds like you're doing you're doing pretty good. So so what what is missing from your joy equation right now?
1: Um, I think I think it's about the timeline that the being realistic in my head about the timeline and and how long it's going to take for my practice and my reputation to kind of have their legs under them being mindful about how i bring that pressure home so i mean i, I mean that metaphorically since i'm often working at home but mm-hmm. how i spread that out of the studio um so that uh what my wife experiences is the enthusiasm that i have and not just the not just the negatives so it's it's that kind of how do i translate this from what i do all day into into the rest of my personal sphere
0: yeah so it sounds like it's more like a mindset thing like you're doing all the right things more just Tempering your expectations and yeah, making sure you know it's <laughs> it's a process.
1: <laughs> exactly, it's all about. I mean, expectations are hope and fear are the demons, right? I mean, in a certain in a certain regard, that's actually an extract from a, a quote uh, from a Tibetan master. And I won't say the whole quote, but yeah, the idea that whenever you're grasping after something or fearing something, so there's that attachment or aversion. That's where you get into trouble. And so that's that's really easy territory to, to fall into when you're business building, when you're trying to do something that is your passion and that you're also monetizing and wanting others to value in the same way and constantly having to remind myself to let go of that hope and fear
0: is key. Yeah. Yeah, And uh, I think it was a Neil Gaiman commencement speech he gave once uh, he was saying like, I think it was Stephen King came up to him when he like first got his big, his big first big book out. And Stephen King told him, like, to enjoy this because, like, you'll never be at that beginning stage again. And, you know, Game was like, whatever, I'm too busy trying to make this all work. And now he's looking back and be like, man, I wish I had enjoyed those early stages. It's tough when you're trying to think ahead. But, yeah, we should enjoy the beginnings more.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Enjoy the beginnings more. And trust that that, that that's another big piece of allow, allowing the joy in is to, is to know, okay, if I'm doing the right things, I can then just relax with that and trust that 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 that's enough yeah take the time in this moment to appreciate it before it's before it's passed
0: (laughs) right right cool well I think that's a I think that's a good little tidy conversation is there anything else you wanted to get off your mind on that topic of of joy in your work specifically
1: uh well what I, I'll just mention I was at uh I was at the, an office at, the other day headquarters for Convo which is a firm that that supports video interpreting translation for the deaf community and um they were they had these little leaflets at the door and I went with a deaf friend because she just wanted to visit their offices and then we took a little tour but they were they had these leaflets because they were hiring And I took one because the quote on it was a Confucius quote and it said, um, choose a job you love and you will never have to work a day in your life.
0: Right. That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, (laughs) a, if we could all do that, it would be a better world, wouldn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Cool. So thanks so much for sharing your question. If people want to find out more about you and see what you do, where can they find you?
1: Uh, They can find me uh, on the web at, emilyyes.com, that's E-M-I-L-Y-Y-E-S, uh, or on Twitter, Emily Jane Yes, or Instagram, Emily Jane Steinberg. Got it.
0: Cool, so check that out, people, if you wanna find out more about her. And yeah, thanks again for sharing your question, and I hope you had a good time.
1: Absolutely, thanks, Matt.
0: So I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Emily. And I hope that you'll think on that question yourself and how it applies to your work and your life. If you'd like to share your thoughts with Emily, you can find her where she mentioned. If you'd like to share your thoughts with me, you can find me at thoughtmixingbowl.com. And if you like these conversations and like to hear more of them, you can, again, head on over to the website or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. And if you'd like to be part of the Thought Mixing Bowl community, you can also support the project or join in conversations off air yourself. Again, head on over to thoughtmixandbowl.com for details about that. So that's it. Until next time, take care and be awesome.